1: Welcome back, everybody, to The Basement Binge. Another exciting episode. Different episode that I'm excited about. Redundant here. But especially if you're listening to this, if you're hearing my voice, these words are being said to you. That means that you saw the episode and you clicked on it. Maybe you're intrigued. How crazy is this Harrison guy after all? But I'm very excited about this. If you haven't been keeping up on the episodes, I just released an episode on Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles that I recorded with Matt and Rob from Matt Goes to the Movies. Coming up after this episode, there'll be another one on Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Out of the Shadows that Matt and I recorded together. And as I was watching Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Out of the Shadows, preparing for that next episode with Matt, an idea hit me. Like, I I hadn't finished the film, but I paused it. I was going to bed. It was late. And an idea hit me like lightning right as I was getting into bed. And I jotted it down as fast as I could. And even as I laid in bed, I just laid there thinking about it awake, and I just knew that it was a story I wanted to tell on the podcast. It's so exciting when those episodes come to me. It's really interesting because things just worked out perfectly with the timing of everything. This coming September, which is just two weeks away from the day of recording, is the two-year anniversary of the Basement Binge podcast. And the last Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles episode that was just released was also the 80th episode of the show, 8-0. And the films being reviewed are actually significant in my creative journey to now, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, of all things, believe it or not. And that idea that hit me like lightning was being able to look back retrospectively from a time period, which I will get to explaining, to now, and how Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles was actually kind of crucial to it, and just feeling a lot of gratitude and appreciation for How things work out, you know, is one of those moments in your life where you just look at where you've come, even though you had never imagined that, that was never like the plan and how grateful you are for it. To explain this a little bit more, I have to explain why I picked these films. I mentioned this on the previous episode that they're actually in celebration of my birthday for the podcast. It has been in the works for months and was delayed by about a month. My birthday was actually a month ago, but that was the intent to record these two Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles episodes as my birthday celebration on the podcast. One, because they're movies that I actually really love and I wanted to talk about them because they're not generally loved as much as I feel I love them. And so it just felt like reviewing these two Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle films just was such a self-expression of myself that that fit my birthday. But two, they fit the namesake of the basement binge, Extremely well. But two, they fit the namesake of the basement binge extremely well. Films that are easy to binge while sitting on your basement couch eating popcorn. That is what started my love of films when I was much younger. It's what keeps that love going. And Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles was perfect for the podcast to be a film to talk about in that way, you know, as we basement binge, so to speak. So then after recording the first episode with Matt and Rob, I was watching the second film. It just lined up perfectly with the thoughts I've been having recently, and you'll get a lot more of those thoughts in the La La the episode that's coming, hopefully soon after I've finished moving. Anyway. But anyway, in that moment at night, right before I, I went to bed, I had an idea, and just retrospectively gave me understanding and how all these things connected more than I realized, and putting pieces together that I didn't know fit. But that's enough meandering around the topic. Let's actually talk about Why Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Out of the Shadows mean so much to me. Now, I have to jump all the way back to 2017 to explain this properly. And as part of this explanation, I have to explain what point in my life I was in. I just returned home from a two-year church mission. And just for the purpose of understanding, this two-year church mission I left on right after high school. For two years, you completely like put your life and everything on hold. You don't watch films. You're not enjo- in, involved in pop culture or anything like that. You're not going to school. You don't have a career. You're not making money. In fact, you're paying money to be there. Like you literally put your life on hold for two whole years. So that happened, came back. It was decision time, right? School, career, college, dating you know, you know the progression of life that all of us have. In addition to that, I was catching up on a lot of the entertainment and pop culture that I had missed. And it was way before those two years that I was away. You know, previous to that, kind of my last few years of high school, I really didn't system myself from pop culture. I thought people going to see Avengers Age of Ultron were really dumb and were kind of overrated. And I just, re I mean, I still love films. I watched them at home. and. I I was in a film class in high school my senior year. So I was definitely watching films, but not like new, meaning they were new to me, but not new as in new releases. Anyway, that was the point that I was in in my life, trying to decide what I was going to do for school, trying to decide what career I want to take. And then I thought about it a little bit before I left when I was in high school, but I always thought, oh, I have two years when I'm a missionary that I can decide. and and. I did think about it and I came home thinking I was going to do marketing because the thing is, I was never like an artsy person. I mean, I mentioned that I took a film class in high school and I loved it, but I never thought about it as a career, as like an artful expression, because I thought of that as like the theater kids who are just weird and I didn't want to be a part of whatever high school clicks. In addition to that, musical, musically, all of the talent skipped me and went to my younger brother. Artistically, I mean, I definitely had creative insights inside myself. I I was great at crafting stories and and building things. I loved Legos. I would build things with Legos all the time with the greatest imagination. And then after I built these things, I would have this large, expansive story, this hero journey that this minifigure would go on. And it drove my brother's nuts, or my brother nuts. Even when we weren't playing with Legos, just army guys or whatever, where I always had this big, dramatic story. And so that was always a part of me, but I was never good at writing because I'm dyslexic. Um, drawing, I, I, I enjoy art, but drawing is not my strong suit. <laughs> I, I took classes when I was younger and I, I just, not my strong suit, okay? So I never thought of myself as like an art major in any way. Then I was also just good at math and science in school. So when you're good at something, that's what you pursue. And I really wanted to be an engineer. I was taking drafting classes, engineering classes. Until my senior year, I failed my physics class, and I was like, eh, maybe not. Whatever, I'm not going to think about this now. I'm going to be a missionary for two years, and I'll make up my mind. So marketing was like, you know, if you're can't, if you good at math and science, and you can't do science stuff, and you don't want to do math, and you're going to do business, right? So marketing. Anyway, in 2017, as I was in this point in my life, I ended up watching Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I found out there was a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie and it just excited me. I love the turtles. I've had such a relationship with them my entire life. and not like a diehard fan. I only watched a a few episodes of the cartoon. I had one of them on VHS. I played one game on the Game Boy and I had a few toys. Like nothing super intense, but I always loved the turtles. I always knew their names. I knew this theme song. Like they, they were just resonated with me. And so I found out that, hey, there's this Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie and it's live action. And just knowing that was a wish fulfillment on its own. So I watched it, totally loved it, particularly the snow scene in the first film that I talked about on that other episode when they're sliding down that snow hill. I, th- that, that scene was magical. I could not wipe the grin off my face. And, and even four years later, I've revisited that scene, including for this podcast, and it has not lost any of its magic. So anyway, that experience, sitting there just, helped me realize how much I love film. And that and many other experiences finally led me to going to school and choosing to go to film school. And that was going to be my career and and my uh, college plan, particularly for cinematography and directing. While I'm in film school, I ended up watching Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, Out of the Shadows. And there's this one transition that you'll, the scene that is a transition that you'll hear me talk about in the episode that's released later where it's the song War, What Is It Good For?, is used in a transition to bebop and rock steady in Brazil, if I remember right. And that scene and that transition with that song just hit me and inspired me and consumed my mind. And I, and I thought about that scene in the film and drew so much meaning and, and thematic value out of it, but also went crazy thinking of how to craft a similar scene that's felt like it captured the same impact as that one. And I actually wrote an actual screenplay properly for a scene that includes a it transi- starts with a transition using that song and then is an action fight scene choreographed to it. Eh. That, that song and the use of it in a scene and as a transition piece really captured my mind creatively. And it's interesting because I've pretty much forgot everything about Out of the Shadows, especially as I was re-watching it the other day. I realized how much of it I had forgotten, except for that scene, which I can remember clear as day. I just thought about it so much, drew so much meaning out of it. It really, really hit me. And, and maybe it eventually led on to my love of Joseph Kaczynski and other directors who use music because they use it so uniquely. It's a significant part of the entire film and has used in the story. But anyway, that's a totally different tangent. Back to Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Out of the Shadows. So in school, like I mentioned, I was at film school, but I was in the pre-major. So I hadn't yet been accepted into the actual film school. I was taking my general classes and I was taking some preliminary film classes to prepare me to actually apply. Well, I was starting the next semester, and I decided to apply, and I got rejected, and that's a big, long story in and of itself, but the short of it is that, especially because of the way Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, both the first film and the second one, really inspired me creatively, made me want to make things, in addition to other things I was consuming at the time, I really wanted to make kind of dumb, ridiculous fun that has a small message in it. Right? Out of the shadows, other things really put that idea in me that that things can be totally ridiculous and just primarily entertainment and really kind of silly. But if you look for it, there is intentional and purposeful thematic messages. Or, or, you know, out of the shadows and other things I was watching at the time really put this idea in my mind of ridiculous, silly, lighthearted entertaining fun, primarily as entertainment and fun, but also having intentional and purposeful messages of importance behind it, genuinely important and impactful principles and and truth in them, whether it's a thematic theme or a message in whatever it was. That really was what I was inspired to make, and that's what I wanted to make. To this day, that is still the dream, to be able to create films like that. If you want a film that kind of fits that, the theme part of it, the message part of it is, is puny. Uh, look up the Dance Thief video by Con Brochill. That's fantastic. But, but mainly that like crazy, ridiculous type fun is what I wanted while also finding ways to put messages in it. So that's what I wanted. And the school was, didn't want that. They kind of thought I was crazy. How can you do that? I mean, rightfully so. They're a film school, so they really focus on the theory of film and how to convey meaning and messages through film and art like most art majors are. It, it, for them, and f- for m- me now, it goes way beyond just creating entertainment. Um, and so it, it just didn't line up, and, that, and that's fine. But it was, I was shattered at the time. Anyway, I, f- for that and then another reason, I ended up dropping out of school. And the dream, to summarize so much of my life, Prank kind of progressed from, oh, instead of, Going to school and, and going to Hollywood, I'm going to do videography. And I got into filming weddings, and I did that for a while. And I worked for someone else filming weddings, and then I started filming weddings on my own and editing them on my own. And I learned video editing, and I was taking online classes all the time. I was buying camera equipment, and then that led on. To, then I decided I hated that, so then I was like, "Well, I want to make YouTube videos. I want to make vlogs. I want to learn photography, that type of stuff." Peter McKinnon, Casey Neistat really inspired me when they were in their golden age. I would say. And then that eventually led to The Basement Binge starting and specifically the segment Fall In. That that idea of creating things that are fun while well, having a meaning behind them is really what motivated the conversation point of the podcast Fall In. You've You've listened to episodes, I hope, if you haven't, go check out some others and listen to the end for the segment Fall In where I genuinely do that. When I explained it to Kate and Kelton when I was launching the podcast with them, I explained it as finding messages and meanings that are important and real in films that aren't primarily about that. Having fun with these blockbuster style films and finding meaning in them. So even when we review a film like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the reason that we discuss any things or message about it is because Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is what got us here in the first place. Just a r- weird roundabout type thing that, that has brought me back here. And this was kind of the beginning of the idea I was having as I was reliving the memory of watching that war, what is it good for, scene. That this was one of those key moments that really kind of inspired this idea and created the segment of Fall In as, as silly as it may be. But I've, I've loved it. And the thing is that this segment has led to genuinely powerful conversations that I had, whether it was Kate and Kelton, whether it was when I was recording episodes on my own, or with Matt and Rob. Genuinely, these fall-end segments have been incredible. And it, it, just, it was amazing to sit there and think about, wow, I, when I was going to film school, never did I think that I would have a podcast. I mean, like, never. Podcasts were, like, weird. And now I have one, and I love it. And so looking back made me just so grateful for tons of reasons, but also to understand how creative desires and passions continue to evolve and adapt. I tell my wife this all the time. Life is just one big adjustment. And it's kind of a joke to tease her. She doesn't like it. But it's also serious. I mean, like, life has a course that it goes contrary to what you plan, and life is an adjustment continually to that, for better and for worse. And it's interesting to look back how that is true in my creative desires and and my creative interests and creative outlets. The podcast, if I'm honest, was the fallback so that I could get internet clout and then go and do what I really wanted, which was making these short films. But then I fell in love with podcasting and this cool new format of storytelling and also just film analysis and film reviewing and it is a passion that I didn't know that I had but it's interesting because also looking back even further than this I'm sure my family could have put it together through all the years of movie conversations they had to endure at all our dinners we had together at the dinner table me and my brother constantly talking about movies so I love movies I love to talk about them a podcast was kind of inevitable but I that like never occurred to me until it was the fallback plan it was the easier more sustainable breakthrough into the film culture on the internet. And, and so all of that, how it started that way, how it's led on to something incredible. I mean, I just recorded the 80th episode with two people from New York. I've never met them. I would have never met them if it wasn't for the podcast. I've talked about many times with them that, that, that I have a great friendship with them now. Never would have happened if it wasn't for the Basin Binge. And I I was worried when I started The Basement Binge that this would just be another one of those passions or dreams that fizzled out when it got difficult or when I decided I didn't like it anymore. And while I have taken some less than desirable extended breaks, I've never given up on it. And I never will because this is something that I found, one, in my life and my circumstances and my time and availability, I can continue to do that. But two, I love this. Like, this is phenomenal, and looking back reminded me how this really isn't just the fallback, but has always been there. It's always been a part of it. The segment Fall In is literally just having a conversation about what inspired me to create things in films that I enjoy, finding messages and meanings and things in these fun, entertaining films. And it's amazing but it also reminded me of those original passions I had of making films and, and how I still wanted to act on those. How Whether this is, is the fallback or, or the real plan that was a fallback, however you want to name it, it's been an adjustment. It wasn't the original plan. I promise myself now that I'm going to continue to do this, but I'm also going to try to act on that passion of making films. And so I promised myself that starting next year, moving into this new apartment, that I want to start working on short films. And I'm nervous. And I'm very excited. Don't worry, the Basin binge isn't going anywhere. I'm just finding ways to include more of what I love in my life. And it was really interesting. My wife and I were driving, we were moving. So we're doing a lot of driving back and forth between the two places, moving things in. Anyway, and I was kind of sad the other day. And she was asking me why. And I thought, you know, it's just interesting thinking about this. I was Preparing this episode, and so I was thinking about a lot how I just fought tooth and nail to find every way I could to build this creative career as fast as possible so that I didn't have to work a regular job anymore because I just didn't want to. And obviously, that doesn't happen overnight. And so it got really hard, it got really unsustainable. And so then I just kind of succumbed to the regular nine to find job because I have to. I need money. Like, I have to survive. That's just life. We all have to work. And how that led to doing the podcast, which, again, I've explained I love. the No complaints about it. But how doing this and how it doesn't take as much time as making a film made me kind of just, like, fall in complacently to the... the, Fall in? Wow. How to use... Way to use that in a different way. Just kind of molded, uh, settled. That's a better word. And how I just settled into that nine to five job and, and how just a few days earlier, I was telling my wife how I'm really grateful for where I work, which I am. I mean, that doesn't change at all. But how like I could, you know, if things don't work out, I could be there for a while, which again, it's always good to have a fallback plan. And I'm grateful for every opportunity that I have. But I was like, no, <laughs> I had a dream. I want to act on that dream. And I don't know, somehow find a balance between the two. So what is this all about? What is this episode about? I don't know. It's, it's mostly just about me and how in this crazy world, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Out of the Shadows played a surprisingly significant part in this weird journey of discovering my creative dreams and fulfilling them and living them in my life. But it's also just a thank you to everybody who listens to these crazy episodes and reaffirms my own dream. Every time I fall in, it supports me in something that when I didn't get into film school, I thought couldn't be real. So thank you. Every one of you who listens to the show, whether this is your your 80th episode or your 8th or even your first Thank you for supporting and downloading the show and reviewing it. It really means a lot to me. I, I I cannot believe that this creative dream and how I've gotten here is a thing, and how a podcast is part of that, but how it's something that people actually listen to. It, it just I'm amazed, and I'm so grateful. So thank you everybody for listening. So that's what Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles means to me. If I put it in a synopsis. It's a film that taught me a very specific way how I like to enjoy films and how I like to create things about films and how to create films and a creative desire to create those things into the world and to enjoy them that way. And it's led to so many incredible things, including having a podcast that just recorded its 80th episode with two guys from New York who I never would have met. It's amazing how we get here. Just on that lapiso- last episode, in the fall-in segment, I talked with Matt and Rob how having that friendship, that like-minded community, makes me stronger in these creative ambitions and these creative desires with the podcast. And it's, it's amazing to feel that support that wasn't there when, they, when I got that email that I wasn't accepted into the program. And I mean, that's not a moment that's really weighed on me in my life. I I I mean, I was shattered. I really was for a few days, and I moved on because that's what happens in life. But I realize now that there, when everything that I've made, even in the podcast, there's always just kind of been a hint like, is this real? Like, was I wrong in believing that this was something that I could do? And I don't know the answer to that, but I do believe that the answer to it is. This is real, and this is something that I can do. And so I'm grateful for this weird roundabout way. The Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movies reminded me of that and reaffirmed my love for all of this. What a crazy, crazy world. What, what a weird episode. But I'm really grateful. I'm grateful for you if you've listened to this all the way to the end. I, I really, really do appreciate all the... the those of you who have downloaded the podcast and support The Basement Binge. I really, really do appreciate it. I feel really awkward for this next part, asking for your support. If you have enjoyed this show, whether this episode or the show as a whole, in the show notes, there's a link tree, which is linktr.ee slash basement, where you can go, of course, it's there so you can find the podcast on all of your favorite platforms. But additionally, right now, they have a new feature where you can donate or tip to the show. I really would appreciate it if you support the show. I feel kind of hesitant asking because I just love what I do and it feels kind of selfish asking for support. But I'm grateful for any support that you could give. That is linked in the show notes. Additionally, subscribe to The Basement Binge wherever you get your podcasts. Very soon, you'll have that episode coming on Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Out of the Shadows with Matt. Check out Matt Goes to the Movies wherever you get podcasts. If you do want to support the show in an absolutely free way, you can go to podchaser.com slash The Basement Binge. So that's P-O-D-C-H-A-S-E-R dot com slash the basement binge. Also, of course, linked in the show notes if you just want to click on something. But PodChaser, I often describe as the IMDb of podcasting, where you can go and find out anything you want to know about any show, not just the Basement bench. It also allows you to leave reviews, not just on the show as a whole, but on each individual episode. So if you enjoy this episode, or even if you didn't, I would appreciate it if if you would leave me a review. Let me know your feedback so that I can create better and better episodes. It really, really does support the show. Lets individuals know that it's a show worth listening to. Also supports me in the things that I'm trying to create. So the ways that you can help the show are in the show notes. Also just subscribe to The Basin Binge and keep downloading and enjoying the episodes. Anyway, my name is Harrison. This is The Basin Binge and that is all for now. Ciao, ciao.